Hi there. Welcome back to Wickedly Macabre, my macabre pops. I'm one of your hosts, Dee Seibel, specializing in paranormal and spooky stuff. And with me, kind of, like over the phone, but not actually here, is Tiffany Turgetto, uh, my counterpart in true crime. Hi, guys. And we have a very special guest today, uh, one of my personal favorite people in the world, my sister Mindy is here in the car with me. Say hi, Mindy. Hi, Macabre Bobs. I'm kind of fangirling right now. My sister likes me. Yeah. Uh, so today, we're going to throw a wrench into plans again because Tiffany has had eye surgery and uh, she can't really, you know, look at things very well right now. Um, so we're going to do a paranormal story. Uh, so no coin flip unless, unless Mindy, you really want to like flip a coin. Do you want to flip a it's coin? It's a tradition. I think the macabre bobs are expecting the coin flip, but we just know that it's going to be a paranormal story either way. Actually, I'll have you pick one out when we get there. Okay. So Tiffany, how are your eyeballs? It's okay. Um, I'm currently sitting in my living room with no lights on and with sunglasses on. <laughs> Nice, nice. I yep. I am sitting in my car once again in the darkness. I am. Um, it's been officially twelve hours or so, and it's. I can't. The first time I opened my eyes after surgery, they they send you home. Eyes closed. So I got inside. I'm sitting in bed. Marshall turns the TV on. I opened my eyes, and even though it was little, like, slivers open, holy crap, I could see. Wow. It was amazing. And then I proceeded to take several naps throughout the day, and this is the first time I've been awake-awake. Amazing. My right eye is the angry one. My left eye is perfect. It's fine. There's nothing. It's not even bad. Good. I'm so glad to hear that it's going well. Day one, day one is is basically down for you, and now you just have like what, 87 million to go. Yep, I'm so excited. I bought Disney sunglasses, and we all know how much I love Disney. Yeah, so you I would. can't wait for them to arrive. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny. So the last episode, I we were commenting on how like. I was going through a rough time and dealing with the laryngitis and, and all that other crap. And I'm not going to lie. My month got worse. <laughs> I got in one week, a bladder infection, a cold and food poisoning. And you didn't buy lotto tickets. I didn't buy lotto tickets. Missed opportunity. I know I should have. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that. Well, this weekend. I've heard it's, it's a good chance. It's high right now. Yeah. I don't pay attention. <laughs> but um I don't know. It's like I'm I'm at the point where it's like there's been so much bad and stress that I'm just laughing at it now. Like that's I'm freaking I'm gonna get over it. I'm gonna laugh it off. I'm gonna get my voice back. I'll be able to like karaoke again and you know talking crap. So, you already sound better. I feel like I still have a. I'm about a week out before I get like a hundred percent better. I feel it. I feel it like be gravelly. Like I've been smoking for 16 years. 
and abusing alcohol and just like burning my throat into a raw mess of a masticated fleshy tube. For what I'm kind of scared a little bit, but it's not it's not nearly what it was a few days ago. Yeah. I was gonna say, for what it's worth, I have not noticed a change in your tone of voice. Yeah. Not that I talk to you in person that much because we live far away, but. 50 billion year, like miles. My, light years. Light years, 50 billion light years. Yes. Light years. <laughs> exactly. I, I, and, and it's a good thing because I talk so much, I don't let you get a word in edgewise. So you're <laughs> resting your voice. I, I am, it's good. So if you- you're having a bad week, that's my my message to to our macabre bobs this week is if you're having a bad week, bad month, Mercury in retrograde grade is just like fucking you in the ass. Um, it's gonna you're gonna come over the hump, and you're gonna laugh at it. So feel your feels, but know like y'all are gonna get through this. I'm getting through it. Tiffany's you're, getting through it. Tiffany's getting through it. Mindy's over here and she's she's like, fuck you, Mercury. I'm having a good time. I listen to two podcasts. This is one of the two podcasts I listen to, and I feel so privileged that I get to be on here with you guys today. Aww. We love you. I love you guys. I'm so like honored. My um, okay, so quick pause. Where's the phone located? Because uh D, I can hear you clearly, but Mindy, she's quiet i'm being shy i feel shy i don't know how much i should participate yes okay now you sound way better okay so what i did is i moved my phone so it was like ass up where the microphone is okay yeah you're listening to us through the ass of Dee's phone i'm a little nervous i'm totally fangirling right now (laughs) i did not expect this to happen i'm like yeah, <laughs> I I'm just I'm happy you're here, Thank and I want to spend as much time with you as possible. Um, oh, what else is new? Uh, Mexican pizzas are back at Taco Bell. Yeah. Woo-woo! Viva we definitely on the way home stopped at Taco Bell, and eating Taco Bell blind is very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's gotta be weird. Yeah, Marshall, like, he really wanted to get me nachos to watch me struggle. That's evil and genius at the same time. I was going <laughs> to say that's love. And... <laughs> <laughs> he got me um, crunch wrap. Oh, okay. Yeah, that contains itself. Okay. Yep. I... Although I did get it all over my face, so, you know, there's that. <laughs> well, if you don't have Taco Bell on your face by the end of the meal, you're not doing it right. creepy facts to creep you out okay today's fun creepy fact to creep you all out and myself and the random dog across the street and it's not there there's no actual dog there i lied mindy you you don't have to look for the dog (laughs) i'm like i can't see it where's the dog so good that is well deserved (sighs) thank you for that high five that was awesome um Didi I have a fun and creepy fact to creep you out okay what is it do you know what a group of crows is called I 
I would love for you to tell me what a group of crows is called. A group of crows is called a murder. I love that. Do you know what a group of ravens is called? Is it also a murder? Negative. It is not. Oh. No. Uh, is it murder related? It could be. Sometimes it could be murder related. It's a conspiracy. Is it a homicide? Uh, no. Do you want to guess some more? Or would you like me to tell you? Do you guess? Is it a podcast? <laughs> I don't know. I'm swinging in the dark now. It's a conspiracy. Oh. oh. I knew the crows. I didn't know the ravens. Yeah, I think, like, once Mindy told me, I kind of, like, remembered. Oh, you forgot. And I totally forgot. <laughs> but I love crows. I personally, I think they're freaking marvelous. Um, one time, I was driving to my mom's, and I was pulling in the parking lot, and I almost hit a group of crows. And I know from stories that they hold... What, what is it called? They hold... Um, grudges. Grudges, thank you, against people, and they pass that grudge down through the generations. So I was like, okay, I cannot piss off these crows. I'm going to see them on a regular basis. So I take some of my, my daughter's goldfish crackers and I kind of crumble them up and I give them to the crows I almost hit. So they don't <laughs> attack me and send their children and grandchildren after me and my children. You were giving them an, like an offer. Yes. An offering to the crow gods. Yep. Yeah. The murderous crow gods. Yeah, the murder of crows. I was feeding them goldfish crackers so they would not conspire against me. <laughs> you were um, hoping to keep their murderous ways away from you. Yep. Yep. Containment. Yes. I needed Who doesn't to love goldfish? I mean, come on. I mean, I don't. Yeah. Well played. Yeah. <laughs> nobody nobody worries about a conspiracy. They're like, oh, they're conspiring against me. I know. But if they're going to get into a murder against you, then you get worried. Yeah. And crows usually, yeah, like, they flock together. And I've seen them take on an eagle before. But, like, ravens are, like, big and smart. And they're like, bitch, I don't need a flock. I just need my fuck mate. And then, like, occasionally we need to flock together so we keep these bitches in check. I actually have no idea if that's ra how ravens work, but that's how I imagine ravens work. And I think it flows. I think it's accurate. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fact check this one. This is my opinion. <laughs> I'm gonna back that up by saying that Edgar Allan Poe wrote a very famous poem about ravens. So I think that is could be very close to the truth. Fingers crossed, I used common sense today and maybe it's real. Let's go to the coin of fate. Mindy, I almost forgot my sister's name. Holy shit. It's okay. Mindy, <laughs> would you like to choose a coin from my dirty car coins? I am choosing a coin. And we have... Currently part nickel, part penny, <laughs> but now all nickel. How do we do that? I have never done a, I'm unexperienced in the coin okay. tossage. So what you do. I'm really bad at them. Is you take your finger, right? And you curl it around the edge of your thumb. Mm -hmm. And then you put the coin on there and you 
kind of like push it up with your thumb. Okay. So here's my nasty little, it's sticky on the tail side. All right, here we go. Landed on heads. So if Tiffany could see, it'd be true crime, but we're not doing that today. Sorry guys, maybe next time. So paranormal it is! Woo! Yay! All right, let me bust out my story here. Not that we don't love is the it? true crime, Tiffany, because I do love the true crime stories that you give us. I enjoy those very much, so. I really enjoy finding ones that I didn't know existed. Yeah, those are fun because you, like, you end up blowing my mind, like, with the bone collector last last time. Like, I was like, this guy is nasty. And how has he not blown up on social media because his last name is Bleh? Right. Like, how does, how does that happen? Okay, documents. Of the other true crime stories you've done for us, Tiffany, what was one of the ones that surprised you the most that you learned more about or learned about in the first place? Um, I think it was the Italy case. Oh, that one was gruesome. Oh, man. Yeah. Is that the, that's the soap maker, right? Yep. Yeah, mm. the soap maker, yep. I had fun with Tiffany on that one because I I got to show her how to pronounce all those Italian words, which probably I'm <laughs> mispronouncing. Uh, but, you know, they Italianese has, like, all these, like, Italianese. Yeah, fun, fun <laughs> rolling of the tongues and inflections. And I don't speak Italianese or any other language sadly so i just eases or any other eases and so like i just kind of like this sounds like it, it'd be italian so i'm gonna say it italian correggio <laughs> muy bueno oh yeah you speak I did, um, spanish i try to look at pronunciation guides and then like i'll practice but by the time we get to it it's, it's gone i had to break down when i did the bloody mary mindy i had it all broken down in pronunciation because it was all uh the the obsidian mirrors the god and what they called it and uh that all was like an aztec oh yeah so i had to break it down into like how this is how you pronounce it what do they call that the not phonetic in the, in the phonetic word yes yeah. that's it all right, so today I will be sharing not just one paranormal tale, but three. That's right, Macabre Bobs, three stories for you today. And they are inspired because summer is almost here. People are going to flock to the beaches and pools and boats for fun ways to cool down in the spirit of the eve of watery adventures. I don't think that that flowed right, but we're going to go with it. We're going to swim in the waters of ghostly maritime encounters, phantom ships. Phantom ships, sometimes called the ghost ships, can actually refer to two types of encounters. Are either of you familiar with, with ghost ships or phantom ships? Yes. Mm, I yes, I am. I'm really familiar, but I've heard little bits and pieces. Okay. So, it usually refers to two types of encounters. One, it can be used to refer to a shift found adrift uh, with all of the crew and passengers missing or dead under very mysterious circumstances. 
Um, or two, a ghostly specter of a ship, seen much like a ghostly apparition and can usually be traced back to a ship that has been lost to the sea. Today we're going to cover the latter of the topics, ghostly apparitions on the water of ships, not just like ghost, ghost people walking on the water or anything like that. It's the ghost ships. I'm not sure if that was clear. Was that clear? Yep. I'm going to go with yes. Excellent. Okay, good. So the first, the first phantom ship we're going to go over is a local story out in Lincoln City in Oregon, and it is the Silets Bay Schroener. And I have no idea if I'm saying Silets correctly. It's how I've always said it, and I'm too lazy to look up the phonetics tonight. A few years ago, my friends Jesse and Steven got engaged. Shout out to Jesse and Steven if you're listening, which you probably aren't, but shout out. For Jesse's bachelorette weekend, we spent the weekend in Lincoln City, Oregon. It was a beautiful October weekend, surprisingly and shockingly beautiful for the season. It felt like spring, even though it was fall. We played and gambled and drank, and Jesse very intoxicated at this point, tried to unbury a large piece of driftwood log on the beach. But the star event of the weekend was taking a haunted tour around the Taft district of town. This is where I first heard the tale of the ghost ship on Silets Bay, known as the Silets Bay Schooner. In 1864, a ship called the Bianco left San Francisco, California for Coos Bay, Oregon. But the ship was not seen again until it drifted into the shallow Silets Bay and ran aground near the Silets River mouth, 125 miles north of its intended destination. Locals investigated the ship, finding it fully stocked, but all those aboard had perished. How it even made it into the bay is a mystery, as it is hard even, like, to this day, to enter the bay from the ocean and I'm not 100% positive but I think it's because the entrance is quite narrow and shallow which makes it really hard not to run aground like I've never seen a boat even like a small fishing recreational boat out on the bay you can occasionally see kayaks but never a freaking boat okay the schooner was reported to be looted by the locals and they took everything, including the clothes of the dead, and left the ship, the ship, <laughs> left the ship to disintegrate in the shallow waters of the bay. Its skeletal remains were still visible in the bay at low tide up until the early 2000s. Not longer, not long after this, the sighting started. On nights when the fog engulfs the bay, that's when she is seen floating in the bay, or even sailing from the entrance towards where it ran aground, only to vanish, dissipating into the mist. We happened to go on this tour, this haunted tour, on a foggy night, and sadly, I did not see an apparition of the ship. And I tried so hard to, like, I kept staring at the fog, thinking that it was gonna appear, I'm just like looking at it, I'm like, you're gonna, you're gonna manifest, you're gonna show up, I'm gonna see you, there's gonna be like those, it's gonna be like when they see the black pearl, I think, right? Like. I'm going to see you and you're going to come up and, and it's going to be amazing. And I'm going to have that moment, that moment where you just kind of like smile. And you're like, yeah, I saw you bitch, but I did not have that moment. 
Uh, but that's probably why it stayed with me for so long and was so like impressionable. Impressionable? Yes. Um, because I didn't see it and it was the perfect conditions. Well, Jesse and Steven got married the next month and now have a super cute little family. And we still talk about the haunted Taft tour we took and hope to go on more haunted tours in the future together too. Um, yeah. So that was a fun little weekend. And that is what really kind of stuck, stuck with me with that weekend was the haunted, haunted ghost ship of creepy, creepy bay. Now the, I really want to go on ghost tours. Yeah. There, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun and I want to go more, but like COVID like totally just like shut so much down. It's hard to get back into it and be social, you know? We should do one. I agree. Well, we have one. I guess we can invite the boys. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) All right. So the next ship is quite possibly the most famous ship out of all the ghost ships, phantom ships, whatever you want to call them. It's the Flying Dutchman. And it's been referenced in shows and movies like Scooby-Doo, Spongebob, and the Pirates of the Caribbean, becoming a household name. Do you know the story behind the Flying Dutchman? Because I didn't. Do you, Mindy? I don't know it. You don't know it. But you've heard of the Flying Dutchman, right? I have, and I may have even heard the story behind it, but I'm not recalling it right now. So I'm going to go with no, I don't know the story. Okay, excellent. I'm going to tell you the story. Awesome. Same, actually. I did research when the uh, Pirates came out, but it's been so long that I don't remember it anymore. So tell us. Excellent. So in the 1600s, the Flying Dutchman was a part of the Dutch East India Company fleet which sailed from the East Indies to the Netherlands. Her captain was Hen- Hendrik van der Decken. That is not a fun name to say. Whom was anxious to return to Amsterdam and plotted the fastest and shortest journey to get there, which included going around Cape of Good Hope. By the time they reached the Cape, a massive storm engulfs the waters and it starts tossing the boat around on the waves. The crew begs and pleads with the captain to turn it around, but he ignores their request, sailing straight into the heart of the storm. But soon he would have a change of heart, realizing he made a very big mistake in haste. But it was too late. The crew, instead of like going and like helping sail through and make it through this stupid storm, they decide to have a mutiny and they fought with the captain to get control of the ship with the hopes of turning her back to safety. The leader of the mutiny actually gets killed by the captain himself and he throws him overboard during the storm. So, I mean, like death. Um, And then the captain shouted, he will make it to the Cape even if it takes until doomsday. And legend has it, at that moment, a demon appears and curses him to sail the seas for eternity. However, for the first seven years, he can return to shore once a year. And if he can find true love, his curse and the curse of his crew will be lifted. He was never successful in finding true love and was forever cursed to sail the seas. Revealing itself, the boat, glowing in an ethereal red glow, sending fear into the strongest of men and eventually said to be a bad omen to sailors around the world. In the 1940s, she was witnessed for the last time. Four people on the shore watched her as she sailed right into Table Bay near Cape Town. 
did she somehow break her curse by making it into a safe port? I mean, that was that was like what eighty years ago, and nobody has seen her since. Okay. Wow, that's a big uh, gap in time. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like a couple other elements would have had to been met, not just arriving at the safe, safe, uh, safe port, right? Well, Some true love would have had to have occurred true somewhere, love. somewhere along the way. So you you initially, you have these cursed men lost at sea, told that they're going to be sailing forever like this. Mm-hmm. Their spirits were un, in a state of unrest before they started, um, before they were taken by this curse. So maybe they had entered into this with that blind rage and maybe after over the centuries, they became more self-aware and was like, you know what? I just want to chill. Let's, let's chill. Like, let's, let's have some mangoes and, um, maybe hook up with a wench or two. Let's see if we can make it to a port city. Like, let's, let's try and do our thing. Maybe if we, we don't like follow the tides to wherever they take us. And we just do our thing. Like, we'll end up somewhere and maybe maybe do a thing. I don't know. I'm pulling at strings right now, Mindy. That's a good um, analogy for life. Eating some mangoes and getting some wenches? Yep. <laughs> mangoes and wenches. Maybe some dates. Dateles. I don't like dates. <laughs> they were very uh, coveted back in the day. They're very... Like exotic type fruits. Yeah. Do you like dates? Too? Yeah, they use them um, a lot in the UK as um, desserts. I just uh, remember the scene in Robin Hood Men in Tights where uh, the sheriff looks over at Maid Marian and he has a plate of dates and he offers her, Would you like a date? And she's like, oh, yes, I would. And he's like, how about this Saturday? And pulls the plate of dates away because, you know, he wanted to get with her. Yeah, that's probably one of my favorite moments <laughs> in that entire film. Classic film. I haven't seen that movie in so long. It was one of the first DVDs I ever owned. That's funny. We have our last phantom ship story. And this is The Lady Levabond. It was the winter of 1748. Captain Simon Reed had just wed Annetta, and to celebrate, he takes her on a honeymoon tour with their end destination being Portugal on his ship, the Lady Lady Levabond. They left Kent, England on February 13th, Friday the 13th. Sailors tend to be superstitious, and they have rules to sail by to to ensure their voyage is met with good luck and smooth sailing. And this voyage broke two of the rules. Never set sail on a Friday, especially not Friday the 13th. And a woman on board is bad luck. And this may have rang true for this voyage, but it may have started way before the voyage was ever even planned. See, John Rivers, a former suitor of Annetta's, was a part of the crew. And he was madly in love with her and jealous and filled with rage, which only grew more and more as the boat partook in celebrations on that first night of the voyage. John left the party and headed to the helm, which for those of you who don't know, that's the steering wheel of the boat, the helm. 
I learned that from Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah. <laughs> Muppets are the best. Yes. They are. That's one of my favorites. He murders the helmsman and started to steer the ship. He knew these waters and he knew right where he was going. Goodwin Sands, notorious for its deadly quicksand. He was determined to get his revenge. The Lady Love Bond crashes right where he wanted it, destroying the ship and sending all aboard to their deaths. 50 years later, to the day, February 13th, 1798, a small fishing boat, the Edinbridge is forced to make quick maneuvers to avoid the Lady Lovabond. They are so close, they can hear the celebrations taking place below the deck. Another ship reports watching the Schrooner crash. And when they go to help with the rescue of the boat, it was empty of all of its crew. There wouldn't be another sighting for another 50 years. In 1848, La Lady Lovabond appears again to the crew of the deal who are actually ashore. They witness the ship crash amidst the preparations for the rescue. It just disappears before their eyes. Another 50 years go by, 1898. Captain Bull Prestwick sees the ship sailing on the water, stating it had an eerie green glow about it. No one knows why. But every 50 years, she reappears, serving chills to those who witness her, only to disappear for another 50 years. However, there was not a confirmed sighting of her in 1998. Does this mean that the people aboard have come to finally rest in their afterlife? Or did someone witness her and just not tell a soul because it's fucking rude? I guess we're going to find out in 2048. So everybody mark their calendar February 14th or I'm sorry, February 13th, 2048. We're just going to go up to uh, England and um, see if we can find this, uh, this ghost ship. And then if it appears, we're going to hunt down the motherfucker who didn't report that they saw it 50 years prior because it's fucking rude. Why would you destroy the legend? Even better, Tiffany, how about we all plan to go to this location in, when is it, 2048? Yep, 2048. We should all plan to go on vacation there so maybe we can be the witnesses. That's what I was just saying, Mindy. I agree. Let's That's do a it. great idea, Dee. I'm so <laughs> glad you mentioned that. <laughs> it's such a boy thing to do. I'm no a offense. boy? Yeah. Oh, so, wait, like, who's the boy? Is Mindy the boy or am I the boy? Mindy, well, okay. you know where like, your husband, you have to like make them think it, it was is. their idea. It is. Okay, now I feel a little embarrassed. But I, uh, my disclaimer here is that I've been drinking a little bit of wine while we've been recording <laughs> this. I forgot that's not. <laughs> it's yeah, not I'm not. This thermos. is not. This is not water. Oh, wow. Yeah, you drink a little I'm bit. I'm drinking Jesus juice over here. <laughs> I love that. This makes it more entertaining. So, Tiffany, you were uh, trying to tell me before that you may have seen a, a phantom ship yourself. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Fort Stevens, which is in Oregon. It's near Warrington. Um, there's a very famous shipwreck that you can actually still see to this day. 
the ship is still there. So the ship is called the Peter Erdale. So my mom and I, my mom's in in the pageants, and she talked me into helping her judge a pageant one year, years ago. And so we got to stay at Fort Stevens in an officer's house. And I had paranormal experiences at night. I was trying to sleep, but I couldn't sleep because the entire house was filled with ghostly spirits of officers just wandering around doing what they would have been doing back then. They didn't, they couldn't see me. So it wasn't like they were intelligent. Um, It was very weird. I just like sat in bed and watched them. One guy was folding his clothes. One guy was making his bed. Wow. It was just eerie. So then later that day, um, or because it was early in the morning. So later that day, we went to go see the shipwreck. And it's crazy. Yeah. Ghost Adventures. So the story of... Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say Ghost Adventures actually did um, like an investigation of the beach where the uh, ship is. Yeah, they did. So the ship left... Mexico on September 26, 1906. It was bound for Portland, Oregon with a thousand tons of ballast and a crew of 27, including two stowaways. The voyage up the coast, they didn't have any issues until the night of October 25th when the captain sighted the Tillamook Rock Lighthouse. The crew altered its course. Um, they were trying to go to the mouth of the Columbia, but the tide was rising and the mist was super thick. Under strong winds, they attempted to make the ship stop away from the shore, but a heavy northwest squall grounded it into the classic sound, which is now called the classic spit. High winds drove it further up the shore Lifeboats were dispatched from Hammond, Oregon, and assisted in evacuating the sailors. Interesting enough, there were no casualties. Yeah, that's that's the one bonus of, of that shipwreck is nobody died. But the yeah. map of the Columbia is a notorious graveyard for ships. And it's I was reading that we've had thousands of like along the clo- coast and the Columbia. There's been thousands of boats yeah. over the years. Yeah, it is it is a graveyard. And uh, Astoria, Oregon, is a very haunted town. Like, all over it, there's hardly a place that's, like, untouched. But I love Astoria. Um, on that note, it is 1120 at night, and I'm becoming aware that I'm probably making a lot of annoying noise to my neighbors. Mindy, did you want to say something? Well, I was just going to comment that Astoria was a filming location for a very famous movie looking for a shipwreck. That's Ooh, what movie? The Goonies. The Goonies. Oh, duh. Uh-huh. I'm, actually, I'm actually listening to the audiobook, um, Corey Feldman, 
oh. his auto autobiography, and he goes. Uh, I just kind of like passed the part where he finishes the Goonies and it's so cute how he referred to himself as a Goonie. I'm a Goonie. Oh, it's, it's a really good, That's book. Adorable. really good book. We're, that's we're getting cute. to like the trauma part of it and that's really been hard to get through, but it it's very well written. Um, I like Corey Feldman. So, Okay. Um, yeah. I have a couple questions for Mindy before we go. Okay. What is your favorite episode so far? Oh, that's hard. I... Or maybe your top two. Well, I did think that it was very sweet that Dee Dee gave a shout out to me with the... I want to say it's the Bloody Mary episode, but it's not the Bloody Mary it episode. It is the Bloody Mary episode. Well, the Bloody Mary episode, because there was another, <laughs> there was another, bloody, there was another Bloody Mary episode, but so yes, and I, I did like that episode and just because I'm a sucker for Oregon, because I'm from Oregon, I liked, uh, the first part one and part two episodes that you guys ever did. Oh, Dayton the, Leroy Rogers. The Dayton Leroy Rogers, and I'm excited, maybe this is a spoiler alert. No, it's okay. But there's, uh... There might be a part three of that coming up, so I'm excited to hear about that. Yeah, I go on a rant just for warning people. Mm -hmm. It's it's an intense thing. But I think that those are the ones that stick out the most to me. That's awesome. Why why do you like listening to us? I think other people have commented on I don't know if it's on Facebook or where. You guys have a really good banter. You guys have a really good uh, way of bouncing off of each other. And it's really fun to try to figure out who's talking because you guys do sound very much alike sometimes. So I'm like, oh, that's Tiffany. But then it, it'll say some, somebody will say something. I'm like, oh, no, wait, that's Diddy. Oh, no, wait, it's Tiffany. No, wait, oh, that's so funny. My sister, my sister says the same exact thing. Yeah, I've heard that from a She's couple like, people. Yeah, sometimes she can't tell us apart. There'll be little things that we'll do, like little isms. Mm -hmm. And then she'll be like, oh, wait, no, that's Tiffany. Or that's got to be Dee Dee. It's kind of like a fun in-game for your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, Mickey's, find, <laughs> find which one's Dee Dee. Who's talking now? Take a shot. Is it <laughs> Tiffany? Is it Dee? Who is it? Who could it be? <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. That's so funny. I um, I'm pretty partial to our first two episodes too. Uh, I yeah. I personally, my favorite one so far has been um, Bloody Mary. It was really fun to research and dive into it all, and um, I have another story coming up that's going to be like that, and it takes so much time and. Uh, research to put into it and it's just really really fun for me because it deals with paranormal and science and I love both of those things so I'm excited about that one and I'm not going to give any spoilers besides that what's interesting is with researching I've realized that I will be like okay I'm going to do this case and then it's just I've come to realize that it has 
to really get my attention. It's like when you're reading a book, if you don't, if I'm not into it in the first chapter, I have to find something else. Yeah. You can't sell a product that you don't feel good endorsing. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. I get that. Yeah, because we do so much, it takes so much time to research stuff, that if you're not into it, you're just, a bit, it's not going to be a good episode. Yeah. We really have to enjoy it. I found that I really like the ones that I did not know anything about before. And the fact that I didn't know how many serial killers are really out there, it's crazy. It's gross is what it is. It really is. Stop murdering people. It's not nice. Yeah, don't do it. Don't kill others. There were, like, if they stopped murdering from here going forward, that would be great because there's so much history that you guys could continue the podcast. But, you know, we wouldn't have a podcast if there weren't. I mean, that's true. Maybe we should edit that part out of the podcast. <laughs> that was a, uh, well, yeah. because my line of work um, in the court system, if people don't break the laws, I don't have a job. So I kind of live off of crime, sort of a little bit. That's your, true. Your job is a byproduct of people making bad decisions with their exactly. life. Exactly. Yeah. Which is sad. That was a good way to put it. Right. I'm sometimes eloquent. I don't know how I manage it. I suck at words. No. No. Okay, Tiffany. We have to drive to Bellingham, Washington in the morning. And that's a six-hour drive between two cars, three kids, two geriatrics, two female drivers. (laughs) And uh, crazy sister cracking the whip thinking that we're going to leave in about five hours to do that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You She's might want to go to sleep. I'm ambitious. You are. You are. You I, are. I, 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 I fail a lot, but I'm ambitious. She has hopes and dreams and she tries. That's what matters. Ambitious is the nicest way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tiffany. <laughs> All right. Well, we are very happy to have you on this episode. If you want to join us in the future, we can do it this way. Yeah. Very cool. Three-way call. I'm down. Yep. We'll just have to do it in a time frame because of the time difference. Yeah. Well, I don't think they have a time difference right now. It's weird where they're at, but yeah. I think in the the winter it's only an hour, so it's not that much. So it's not not unreasonable. Mm -hmm. But that would be cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Macabre Bobs, this can be your dream too. I don't know. Maybe you'll edit that out. That was cute. I liked it. I'm keeping it. Okay. All right, Tiffany. Me too. I'm going to say goodnight because I'm tired as F. I don't know why I okay, said F goodnight. when I know I can say fuck. I'm tired as fuck. Mindy, if you ever have any suggestions on like true crime cases, just send me a message. Oh, actually, cool. she sent me one and I forgot to forward it to you, but it's oh, the one about I? like the death, death row thing. What did, oh, the guy oh. in Arizona. Redacted. Okay. Who is it? I don't know. It, it was a man who killed... And he was sentenced oh, okay. to death. And there, it was like a big thing in the news recently about... Yeah. In Arizona. I will find it. Okay. Excellent. And then I'll, I'll add the uh, redacted sounds on that one. It's about the <laughs> redacted and the redacted. And the, ah, where you I do see. the redacted. 
And she was making hand signals at me to shut up, and I just was like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, no, that was I was going to cut your head off, not shut up. Ah, okay. Yeah. Pro murder. There we go. <laughs> were you going to fist bump me? Murder. Yeah. I no, I thought you were going to fist bump me. I was like, yeah. Pro I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Good night, Tiffany. Okay, guys. Good night. night. Macabre <laughs> Bobs. Love you too, Tiffany. Love you. Bye, Bob. Bye, Bob. Love you. Bye. Bye. Do you want to do a bye? Bye.